Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Happy to welcome you back to the Hurricane Hotline. Joe Gacki, Don Bailey Jr., third week of training camp. Let's uh, look back at Saturday's scrimmage. Um, first scrimmage for the University of Miami. Another one is coming up. But a quick look back at some of the things that we noticed. And one of the things uh, jumped out at me was, uh, and he's been really good all, all camp, Ruben Bain. Just how much he likes football. How hard he plays, how hard he works, uh, what they're able to do with him. I saw him battling Rivers and Cohen. Uh, those are two massive guys on the offensive line. Ruben Bain doesn't back down. Got great strength and power. Uh, I really enjoy watching him play. You know, Joe, he's, in my mind, he's a skilled athlete. You know, everybody thinks if you have your hand in the dirt that you're, you, you don't have skill. Reuben Bain has a lot of skill. He understands leverage. He's got great natural ability with his takeoff. I think he's stronger than advertised. He's, just, he's got great strength. He has good hand placement on his pass rush. He's equally as good against the run. And they fit him in in every single spot. They just rotate him down the line of scrimmage, and he presents a problem for everybody. And he will play as much as he can play. <laughs> and I mean, he's he's going to be in a rotation. He may start games. He's going to be on the field in different spots. And and I think that's the beauty of him is that you can put him any place and he can create problems. Everybody thinks that if you put him outside, he's not quick enough. He is quick enough. If you put him inside, he's not strong enough. He is strong enough. He can go anywhere. You know, when you watch uh, training camp uh, from the sidelines, you'll see Van Dyke launch a deep ball or, or a pass, and sometimes you have to strain or crane your neck a little bit to see who's down there. And my first thought always is, you hear people going, who is it? And there's this little voice in my head that says, probably Restrepo. And he made a great catch in the scrimmage on Saturday. Over-the-shoulder catch, got away from to Corey Couch. A beautiful throw, but a great catch, which he has done just about every single day. You know, it's no accident that he has success because he works hard at it every single day. He works hard at it in pre-practice. He works hard at it during practice, post-practice, weight room, conditioning. He is dedicated to his position and this football team and the sport. It's got to be healthy. You know, he needs to have take all his numbers that he's accumulated and have those numbers be his numbers for this year. It's unfortunate. We haven't, we haven't been able to see 12 or 13 games healthy of Xavier Restrepo. You, you see the best of him at practice. Unfortunately, he hasn't gotten to the game. When he gets into the game, and he and Tyler have already had that, that rhythm developed, but he's got to get in there and every week just start logging the catches because you know we, may, we see the big plays in practice. We see it every single week. 
You know, along those lines, I said this to Joe Rose the other day, Don Chaney, the same thing. Don Chaney has been here for four years, two-time Dade County Player of the Year. He's played 14 games. He could be the best running back on this roster. He's got great hands. He can run with power and speed. And I'm to the point almost, I'm not telling them how to you know, run Don Chaney, but I'd really like to see what they have. I would work him to death. I want to see what they have. Can he stay healthy? Can he pull himself up off the ground after 10 or 11 carries? Shannon Dawson's mindset of the running back position fits Don Chaney. It's a committee. Because of the injuries, because of the time that he's been here and he's been hurt constantly, maybe that's the best thing for him is 10 or 11 carries and, well, and get like the best more, that you, but, yeah. see the best that you can get yeah. because you, you think you take his side of it. He's got to gain some confidence, too. He's, he knows he's been hurt. He doesn't want to go through this again and again and again, and I think, I think it's going to work out fine. Uh, speaking of gaining confidence, Jacoby George looks much more polished, much more intense, as if the game really means something to him now. And he's been, I think, really precise with his routes and his catching. You know, Kevin Beard is going to make sure that that receiver room understands how to play the position, what's expected, the intensity that's needed. And there is a, there has been an increase in competition there. With that being said, it's time for George. Yeah, George, George is a guy that's, that Miami counted on, was counting on when they recruited him to come in and be the guy. This offense in that receiver room today in the preseason still does not have the guy. And that's what we're waiting on. It's funny you say that because uh, I'll walk the plank here a little bit. I think one of the, we've all tried to figure out what have been the bigger issues with the University of Miami. And it always seems like there's something standing in the way of a player to go from good to great. And whatever that issue has been that has been standing in the way of a player, it's been kind of self-inflicted. You know, Joe, I heard something the other day. To be great, get out of your own way. Get out of your own way. Get out of, get out of your own way. And I mean, and I heard it in this bill. I heard it at the University of Miami. They said, to be great, get out of your own way. And it makes sense. And, and what's the obstacle? Is the obstacle conditioning? That's a controllable. Is it your strength? That's a controllable. Is it nutrition? Is it controllable? Is it you need extra work? That's a controllable. Almost everything that keeps anybody from being great is a controllable, and you just have to hopefully see it at some point. Well, what we did see the other day in the backfield from uh, Mark Fletcher was his power. He scored on an 11-yard touchdown run, and um, he sent Markeith Williams spinning. (laughs) at about the 10-yard line. And Corey Flagg tried to hit him at the goal line, but that was to no avail. So uh, it might have been my favorite run of the day, even though we saw a uh, quick six with a couple of big runs. I really appreciated the power of Mark Fletcher. He's a stud, <laughs> plain and simple. He's going to play. He's going to get carries. He's going to make a difference. His size matters. He's, com- he's, he's excellent, and he's had a very good camp, and he... It, you know, that same run, one thing you noticed, he didn't step out of bounds. No. <laughs> he, 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 he's not going to avoid a hit. He's going to deliver a hit. And when that hits you, after about two or three times, the guys in the other jerseys, they start, they start ducking away from it. 
uh, we talk a lot about scheme. Everybody wants to know about scheme on both sides of the ball. Perhaps a little vanilla on Saturday. Uh, I do think that with Coach Dawson, maybe it's my own wish because I love this play, but I think they've got a chance to be a pretty good screen team, whether it's the bubble screen or the old-fashioned screen where here comes the defense and now we've got a running back leaked out in the flat with a nice convoy in front of him. But in order to be a good screen team, you you got to work on it. You just can't put it into a game. And I do think they spend time on it. And therefore, I think they got a chance to be a pretty good screen team, especially against these defenses today that are going to be in the attack mode. Well, it's the, it's the number one play to slow down that attacking defense. You, you hit them with three or four screens and a, and a half, and they start scratching their head a little bit and want to pull back. Uh, Coach Dawson's offense is going to be explosive, and the number one thing to control everything, and he gets it, is run the football. We can call this running shoot all you want. You know, last year he ran the ball 45% of the time at Houston, and they won a bunch of football games, and their quarterback threw for 4,000 yards, and he four touchdowns and 40 touchdowns, and they ran the ball 45% of the time. So, you know, that. That, but the screen game is a big part of, of every offense in, in America, and it will be a part of this one. There is an area that has to be fixed. Uh, Miami was 106th last year in penalties. So we did see a few in the scrimmage. We saw the, the ones that kill them, uh, kill you are the, the bang-bang play. Keontre Smith got hit for one. The ball goes over the top of the receiver. He hits the receiver about the same time. They throw the flag. Maybe in the SEC it's not a penalty. We know it is in the ACC. But you give up a 15-yard penalty, you might as well say, hey, just kick off. It's going to be a touchdown. Well, they work on it every day. Every single penalty, at every single practice, every scrimmage, every day. They log it. They discuss it. It's gone over. It's watched on tape. Every time, every single time. I don't care what position group. I don't care what side of the football. It is something that is at the top of the list to, to, to when you, they have a penalty to teach teach it on how not to have it happen. They ask why it happens, and they want to make sure it doesn't happen again. They are a part of the game, but you cannot let that beat you. That's some that's a controllable in theory that you don't want to have beat you. Uh, we spent some time in camp, uh, both of us with uh, well, a lot of players. One of the new players is Kid Branson Dean from Purdue. Um, we'll have this is fifth year playing, has great experience inside the Big Ten. So he comes into the ACC, but I look at him and I go, that that's a good teammate. Sometimes through the portal and free agency and all that stuff, you just got to find a guy that not only gives you something physically, but how does he add to the team? And this guy just to me seems like he's trying to elevate everybody around him tell you how he's at he's brought competition to the defensive tackle spot I'll tell you how else he's going to start <laughs> at some point I, can, I see that happening and he creates problems for the entire offensive line and one of the most articulate you know he has a degree already in engineering mechanical engineering from Purdue he's walking into this building with that and he talks like an engineer he uh, walks like an engineer but he plays like the Tasmanian devil. I mean, he is just full of energy, quick, smart, has multiple moves, understands the leverage game because he's, you know, he's about 6'2 guy, 6'3 guy, 285, so he's not 
not a giant for that spot, but he creates problems and he brings great energy to that side of the ball. Have you figured out the secondary? We've got two Browns and two Jayans. No, I'm leaving that to you. <laughs> Hopefully I don't have to say their name. I'm going to let you say their names. If, if they get beat on a pass, I'll let you say that. And if they're blitzing, I'll let you say it. I'm, no, right. that's, still, that's up for grabs. Both Browns have elevated their game. And it's entirely possible in two or three weeks we see Brown and Brown on the corner with Couch in there in that mix as well. Uh, Jaden, we got a Davis and a Harris. I would say, I would say keep an eye on the Davis. Yeah, uh, he's done a nice job at the nickelback. And then uh, Harris, uh, one of those interchangeable parts, also helping out. And then you have uh, the kid from Vanderbilt who is also, I think, uh, played pretty well you know, it's kind of like watching the NFL. Sometimes guys flash. Can he sustain it for the next couple of weeks? Yeah, I think they will. You know, you've got to get through. you got to get, you got to get towards the end of this week, and, you know, there'll be another scrimmage. And then it's Miami of Ohio. I mean, you know, things are pretty going to get start being set in stone over the next couple of weeks. And over the, at the end of this week, you start game planning, I guess, next Friday. And uh, they'll probably have, you know, have some days off over the weekend or a day off over the weekend. But we're here. It's it. This is the last time to make your move as a player is this week. Yeah, well, the, the scrimmage coming up, yeah, if you're going to do something, do it now. That's right. And, and Coach is doing a great job of keeping the competition level high. They're doing uh, a nice job of giving players opportunities at other spots specifically on the offensive line they're trying everybody everywhere but I see that on the defensive line too they're trying to you mentioned Bain earlier you know he's outside he's inside he's in the middle he's up he's down he's everywhere the same thing with those guys so there's going to be they're trying to figure out the best core bunch to win football games with the, the quarterback position we've talked about Van Dyke he's had a good camp he just looks so much more relaxed and at the same time very authoritative. He, he knows it's his team. Uh, Jakari Brown, I watch him and I think, this is a kid that knows that he can run, but he's got to work on the passing game, and he's working on it as diligently as possible. Very open-minded to it. To me, it seems like it means something to him, so he's battling that way, and then Emery Williams just comes in here and I think, you know, he, he, he's comfortable with the offense because it was pretty natural for him. All this stuff that we're, that Miami's doing here, I think he's been doing his whole life. Well, Tyler Van Dyke, this is his football team. If Miami has a great year, it's because Tyler had a great year. If Miami doesn't, Tyler got hurt or something happened. I, I mean, I really believe that. He he is the he's the trigger point of, of this offense, and uh, Brown is working every day at becoming an expert at that position. And, and Emery, I think, has got so much potential. <laughs> you know, don't don't let that name slip by you because he's he's a big kid and he, he understands the offense and he doesn't get rattled and he's a lot of things you like. Somebody did a really nice job of scouting him because he uh, is very calm. Okay, in our next hour, in our second hour of the show, we're going to dive into the ECC. That's coming up in the next hour. All right, so we'll continue more of the Hurricane Hotline right after this. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.